Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm another one of your big boys, John George. And John, I've been thinking it for a while, and I'm tired of, I'm sick of not saying it. I'm just going to say it. The spice must flow. <laughs> You've been waiting to say that for so long, baby. You know? So long. I've been silenced. And finally. Finally. I'm, I'm back to say it. The we- spice must flow and we got we finally got a movie you know that it's bringing the name of spice out there and it's it's letting it flow it's really letting it flow you know and that's what i it's so brave such a brave message um yeah (laughs) crazy really the the reason this didn't come out in 2020 is because everyone told denis villeneuve that he couldn't tell everyone the spice they actually cut that line out of the movie (laughs) because <laughs> they don't actually say it once in the movie Dune. Yeah. Um, so that was his compromise. He's like, I'll put out the movie about Spice. I just won't put in the very highly controversial phrase. <laughs> Which, of course, is, you know, it's it's a very high, highly controversial phrase. You know, a lot of people, oh, yeah. a lot of people went to jail saying that, I, I will say. You know, back in yeah, the Dune I'll tell days, you, it's, the Dune ages. It's literally 1984 out there. You can't say <laughs> the spice must flow anymore. The goddamn Twitter mob will come and I'm, get you. I'm worried we're, we're still going to get canceled, BB, for, for you saying you know, that. I'm, I'm kind of worried, I'll be honest. <laughs> I think we're beyond canceling at this point. If someone wants to cancel <laughs> me, they're going to have to come and knife fight me like in the film Dune. I like it. Since it's been a while. We, we got to talk about some of the movies we saw in between, because I don't know about you, but I saw a whole bunch. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been a while. Like, we literally, the last, the movie we talked about was The Green Knight. So I'm, I am, which was like what July. Yeah, I'm scrolling down my <laughs> my letterbox here, and I'm like, yeah, that was a while ago. I have seen a lot of movies since The Green Knight, and oh, yeah. and one of them we were supposed to have an episode on, and we didn't. So there were a few we were supposed to have an episode on, yeah. and just kind of got sidetracked, uh, as as so it happens. Um, but we can do like mini reviews of those right now. Hell yeah. I mean, this is a catch it. We're just good. This is what we do. I mean, it is big boy movie season now, so maybe we'll be yeah. more consistent, but who knows? Listen, they, they were pumping out the little boy movies all summer <laughs> and we decided we were going to sit on the sidelines and let them have their day in the sun. Yeah. You know, our rival podcast, little boy movies, they got to do a whole <laughs> bunch of episodes. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I thought they deserved to make, uh, to make these episodes more than we did, you know, on free yeah. guy movies like this that, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm not a huge fan of the, their host, uh, George John. No, that dude sucks. But BB Matt, that guy's hot. Oh yeah. That's what's unfortunate is he's really hot. His takes <laughs> are so bad, but he's so hot. Yeah, I know. It's insane. I, I like kind of agree with him just because he's so hot. I know. Can you believe their episode on Free Guy was nine hours long? I can believe it because, I mean, Free Guy, it's there's it's so there's so much to break down here, BB. There are about 10 different movies within Free Guy. They literally stuck That's, them all in there. Okay. Well, then maybe it was a pretty efficient review of Free Guy. <laughs> it was very efficient. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. And no one's reviewed Free Guy in less than nine hours. But what did, what did you... Uh, the big boy movie host think of Free Guy. Uh, Free Guy, I did not like. <laughs> okay, I didn't watch it, so I'll just take your word for it. No, I thought I, I, I was. It started off pretty promising. I was enjoying myself, and then I, I don't know. At some point, the message that they were trying to give out, which was like, "All right, we should support like original IP more. We should support some, you know, some big boy movies." Mm-hmm. Uh, they quickly. Mm-hmm you know ignored that at the end of the movie when they <laughs> when the whole climax was ryan reynolds character just like referencing a million movies during one fight um oh my god where he takes out a lightsaber at one point um uh, takes out freaking captain america's shield and then they actually got chris evans to react to it yeah which was pretty i've funny. seen that scene yeah <laughs> and i was like okay like seeing the scene on its own, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of funny." But seeing the whole movie with that scene in context, I was like, "This is out of nowhere, like the exact opposite of the message that you were giving out." So it kind of just pissed me off. I don't remember most of it at this point. Besides, it was shot in Boston because everything was oh, very nice. familiar to me. It looked familiar, wow. and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is Boston." 
So Free Guy was basically about your life, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, I was in the background. I, I I saw myself everywhere. I was like, shit, I did not realize. They actually, since since we recorded our last episode as well, I did get to see a film set in Boston. And it was... Oh, nice. It was the new Christmas musical movie with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, actually. so. Oh, I've seen TikToks of that. People being like, they're filming in my street or whatever. Yeah. So I guess that's what that was. It was pretty sick because it was in like... All, I think that was back in August and like the mm. whole street was all Christmased and I was like, Ooh, huh. it's like Christmas here. Yeah. And now we'll, another movie. If you look really far in the background, you will see John <laughs> George see hanging him. out. You will You'll see him flossing. In I the was background. there when they were shooting B roll. So pretty sick. Oh, okay. I think we should talk about one that I'm, I think we both saw, which was, was Shang-Chi and the 10 rings. I didn't see it. Sorry. Never mind then. <laughs> I'll talk about it real quick. Um, I don't remember a whole lot of it. I just remember it was like good. It was it was a a decent Marvel movie. I think it was a little too long. The end of it kind of devolves into like really insane CG nonsense. Um, but like otherwise, the fight scenes are pretty cool. Like yeah, if you're if you're going in for just like cool kung fu fights, the Chang Chi's got it, and he's like a fun millennial superhero. <laughs> Okay, you know, cool. we don't have a lot of fun millennial superheroes right now. So, yeah, for sure. That's exactly what I was looking for. Now, I heard I heard the I fight know. scenes were actually really good. Um, they are. Yeah, there's I, the problem is that the best fight scene is like right in the middle of the movie and then they never quite top it after that. So hmm. you you sort of get to the end. And that's like I said, it just becomes like CGI mess <laughs> <laughs> seems very common that's what i've seen from uh, reviews of eternals as well is that it ends in a cgi oh. mess okay well i mean that's like every marvel movie yeah. now yeah, but it is like it, it was very much like they did the big final fight between shang chi and the bad guy and then someone was like ah we need a dragon fight don't we <laughs> and so two giant dragons also fight each other sick you um, always need a dragon fight and i know we weren't we weren't satisfied to just have like the two the two people who were actually opposed also there had to be giant big dragons that you can't really see very well fighting each other yeah i mean that's classic anytime there's an asian movie you gotta do it right yeah, yeah. gotta be dragons gotta be dragons in that one here's a movie we definitely both saw suicide squad yes Okay, good. <laughs> because we were, this was the one we were going to do an episode on for sure. I like Suicide Squad. I, I mean, obviously it was better than the first one, uh, but it's James Gunn. So he's like, he's still doing his thing. He's he's still a good director at making these weird ass superhero movies. Yeah, agreed. I, <laughs> I wish we would have done an episode because I don't remember it as well. But yeah, 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 it was fun. I remember it being fun. And I remember liking um, a good amount of the characters, which in uh, the first Suicide Squad, I didn't like any of them. So that's a yeah. big step up. It's, it is pretty great that they were, they like guaranteed could not get Will Smith back. So they <laughs> just made Idris Elba like the same guy, but like a different guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I, I think that was that was probably like the best superhero movie of the summer. Yeah. Because there were like at least three of them. What was the competition? So, what else? What else was there? Shang Chi. I guess Black Widow. That was more spring, uh, but I'd say that was like a summer yeah. blockbuster. I'd count uh, it. I'd count it. Space Jam, right? <laughs> Space Jam, big superhero movie. Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. I never watched it. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like if you go back to our last episode, I'll talk about wanting to watch it, but I just I couldn't bring myself to to inflict that pain on myself. Yeah. It makes sense. You don't need to see it. It's it's pretty awful and long. Like, okay. why is it, if it was shorter, you know, it's like, why not? But it's like two hours and it, the whole like climax is the last hour. So you're like, what? How? <laughs> how does this make sense? I do. When we record these shows now, I do get periodic texts from my girlfriend, which is like my own personal kind of Twitch chat. Yeah. Um, and she is calling me out because she liked Black Widow. So I just thought I'd put that opinion out there is that some people did like Black Widow. I like the bit. Um, I like that bit. <laughs> yeah. Of, of text from your girlfriend. I, I, I yeah. enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> she also said she's going to leave me for the hot BB mat. But like, 
that dude's like four feet tall yeah. so i think i could take him yeah exactly i think you could definitely take him but he is very despite the fact he's four foot like we never actually see him stand up so we just think he's really hot so yeah no that is like his power move he's always in a chair so you never really know how tall he is. it's it's like a bigfoot sighting there are some blurry pictures of him yeah. standing in public um i think i, I liked uh, black widow uh I liked it, I guess. I thought it was better than I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, we, ta- we talked about it. it um, but I mean, I, don't, I also don't think it was bad. It was just sort of like kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, let me see. What Do I have any movies? I mean, God, I saw. These are all. I feel like I had strong opinions on like all these movies I saw. <laughs> now it's all faded. <laughs> um, I saw Quiet Place Part 2, which oh, wow. I saw on a plane. This is probably the least... I have to say about one of these movies. I don't know why I picked this one. Yeah, I completely forget what happened to this movie now. What the fuck? Um, I, I didn't. I wasn't a fan of A Quiet Place, which I think is a pretty. I mean, most people like it. Um, I thought mm-hmm. the characters in it were pretty. I don't know. I just couldn't get. I I like movies where where people are logical and they were not logical the whole movie. Um, quiet place Two part two there wasn't i mean it's there's a bunch of the same logical issues from the first one in this one but besides that it it was um it was still pretty decent for a sequel so yeah i never saw the first one and i'll probably never see the second one but what's funny about quiet place part two is that it was supposed to come out in like may right before right right when the pandemic started so there was like a billboard for it up on my street for like months well past what the actual release date was so there was just a billboard that was like quiet place may (laughs) something or other and it was like july (laughs) so i mean i guess at least they got it out they finally did it uh i want to talk about I guess I'll talk about this now is um we've we've gone to the puniverse we've searched its depths um, but over these last few months, I have landed on the planet, which is what we call, uh, the body of work of one Mike Flanagan. Uh, I love it. I also, I, I'll give credit to my girlfriend for saying planet cause I know she'll be mad at me if I don't. Do you, are you familiar with, with Mr. Mike Flanagan? Um, yes, I am. So I've watched almost all of his stuff now, I think. Um, I just tore through uh haunting of hill house haunting of bly manor we watched midnight mass and i watched hush literally last night um so i'm intimately familiar with this man and also his wife who he casts in everything (laughs) who's his wife uh she's an actress i forget (laughs) something all right cool i mean it's it's just funny because you watch haunting of hill house and she's like a hot and sexy lesbian and i was like fucking Mike Flanagan makes his wife a hot and sexy lesbian in his TV show. <laughs> and then um, Kate Siegel is her name. In Bly Manor, I, I guess I won't spoil who she is because it's it's a little bit of a surprise. Okay. But she is in there. And then in Midnight Mass, she also has a big role. And I was remarking that I think Mike Flanagan is a cuck because his wife is just always in like very intimate relationships <laughs> in everything he makes. Wow. Yeah, this guy is definitely um, a cuck. He's into it. Yeah. But he's he's great. He's great at making horror stuff, so I won't hold him against him. Yeah. I've, um, yeah, I've heard all these are good. I have not seen any of them. Yeah. I I would say uh I think Haunting of Hill House is probably my favorite. It's the most like consistently scary. Uh Bly Manor and Midnight Mass start out really strong, and I would say their starts are like overall scarier than anything in Hill House. But uh, as the series go on with those two, they get less and less scary. Mm. I think I like Midnight Mass the second most because it gets like kind of campy towards the end. Um, but I don't want to spoil too much of that because that's newer and uh, probably people haven't seen it. Yeah. And then Hush is is just sort of a, you know, a small scale home invasion slasher movie that was fun. And I guess, yeah, I mean, there, there's also not much to say. It's literally like scary dude shows up to a house that a deaf lady lives in and she has to not get stabbed by him. That's the whole movie. Wow. The the deaf lady being Mike Flanagan's wife. Of course. Yeah. Uh, that's the only one where she doesn't have an intimate relationship with another person. <laughs> That'd be funny if that's how it ended with 
her and the, <laughs> her and the, the murderer. <laughs> they just get intimate out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I think what it was was that he actually co-wrote the movie with her. Uh, so maybe she, in the original draft of the script, he was like, and then you kiss this other guy. And she was like, Mike, come on. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense for the characters. Come on. Yeah. Like, but it's hot. Um, oh <laughs> uh, she does she does have an ex-boyfriend in hush whose name is craig but he never actually shows up in the movie so uh, i don't totally count that because uh, you don't actually watch mike flanagan get cut right no it doesn't no count. it's an implied it's an implied cucking <laughs> on mike flanagan's part that was their compromise <laughs> <laughs> i saw a kind of a creepy movie i don't know if it's considered a horror movie um mm-hmm. but it's the love witch uh, which is a movie I heard about. It was in David Ehrlich's like top 25 of 2016. So that's how I've heard of it. Right. I've heard of it too. And um, my girlfriend just wanted to watch it one day. And I was like, yeah, why not? Um, and I like, I liked it way more than I thought it was. I was going to going into it. I was like, yeah, I don't know what this movie's going to be. I don't really care about it, but I ended up just thinking it was a really good, um, it, like kind of, it's it's trying to be a 60s like a 50s 60s movie um mm-hmm. and i thought like the director nailed it whoever wrote it nailed it the actors just nailed it like it's bad acting but it's on perp it's like a bad acting on purpose movie uh, which now okay. i like really want a list of like letterbox move like on letterbox it's like bad acting but it's good that it's bad acting oh man so like most nicholas cage yeah movies. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, because like the actors have to act like they're actors in the 60s and actors in like the 60s kind of sucked usually in comparison mm-hmm. to now like they kind of just like have weird deliveries and like weird tones and like just all the people in this movie just nail like how like awkward some of the like moments are in like old movies um so i really liked it um mostly for that side but also it was like pretty i was like pretty tense and creepy the whole time i was kind of on the edge of my seat so didn't expect it to like as much check it check it out i guess um if you like creepy period 60s period pieces or something i don't know speaking of nicholas cage maybe we should round it out with pig which we've also both seen pig i love that movie more every day yeah, I think we talked about it briefly when, because you'd seen it before Green Knight, and I watched it after Green Knight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pig, big shout out to Pig. <laughs> uh, Nicolas Cage bringing the heat in Pig. Yep. Um, I learned so much about the restaurant industry from that movie. Oh, yeah. You learn, you learn way more than if you're gonna <laughs> in, in Pig. Going into Pig, you're thinking, yeah. I'm learning zero in this movie. Trust me. <laughs> then you come out and you've learned you're a whole new person for sure yeah <laughs> i mean you, you you didn't know before that all restaurant workers have like a weird sort of masochistic <laughs> like fight club. club in their basement yeah didn't know about that now i do <laughs> uh nicholas cage fucking owns everyone and they're all terrified of him because he's the best chef in the world oh my god dude this movie is just so good <laughs> I yeah I, I i i think about that movie just like every week and i'm like god i should rewatch pig sometime yeah it's i mean it's a kind of a difficult watch but i mean yeah it's it's one of those it's one of those movies that's gonna sneak its way into the biggies for sure oh yeah i can already feel it it's oh yeah it's it's sneaking it's sneaking somewhere for sure uh maybe maybe the oscars maybe the oscars should take a look at nick cage you know i i think the pig from pig might might be securing an oscar this year please although he barely shows up spoiler i guess that's true i mean you know a good performance is a good performance he could get like a supporting actor nomination yeah honestly a pig last year the first cow didn't even get anything so the pig's gotta get something right all these great animals, the Oscars are snubbing them constantly. That's why we have the biggies. We always nominate the animals. <laughs> always, yeah, I have a feeling the pig's going to get nominated probably, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's up to the biggies academy, of course, but they're they're a little biased. Pig's, so. pig's lucky the Northman isn't coming out this year, because I guarantee there's some animal yeah. in that movie. But there's got to be a raven, at least, yeah. I'm going to say. I'm, I'm very excited for that movie next year. But I guess it's time to to finally talk about that sand movie we all love sand 
a movie about Dunk. sand. You ever just pitch? Imagine the pitch meeting for Dune. You know, just you know what this is. This movie's about sand, and then you just stop because that's <laughs> well. All the it's pitch movie is Denis goes into Warner Brothers headquarters. He's like, "Listen, guys, I am gonna need an entire extra unit, and they're gonna go film sand, and that's their whole job." <laughs> They like. I don't think you understand how important the sand in Dune is. The main character. It's sand. It's all about sand. You know. I was gonna say. I read recently that apparently, uh, Dune cost less money than Black Widow did, which is Ooh. kind of insane to think about, given like the scale of Dune. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like trying to think. I can't remember Black Widow as well. Like I could, I mean, Black Widow maybe had more locations like, or something. I don't know. It because like I feel like so much of it comes down to the budget for action scenes because yeah. those are going to be your most expensive. But like Dune's longer than Black Widow, and has a decent number of action scenes. How long was Dune? I like kind of just lost. I got lost in it's, the theater. Uh, I, I have no. I lost all track of time. <laughs> It was two hours and 35 minutes. Okay, okay. So not Denise's longest work, but pretty fucking long. That is pretty long. <laughs> that is a long one. But I guess we can do no spoilers, first impressions. Uh, I thought Dune was fine. I I really, really like Blade Runner 2049. That's like one of my favorite movies ever. I actually didn't go into this that excited because I just don't really know much about Dune. And like... I, I feel I'd fallen off of the marketing hype train just because it'd gone on so long from just COVID and stuff. But I, I just like, I really loved the visuals. I loved how like grand everything was and how cool it all looked. Um, I found it hard to relate or just to like, like Timothy Chalamet. Ooh. I was interested in him, but at no point was I like, fuck yes, Timothy Chalamet. Let's get it. <laughs> Um, which I feel like you have to at least a little bit for a movie like this, where it's all about him. Yeah. I will say I thought this movie was going to feel like a thousand years, but it actually went by pretty fast. Like when we got to the end, I was surprised it was over. I I expected there was going to be more stuff. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat for that. Yeah. I'll, I'll give credit to Dune for like keeping the pace up and like nothing really bogs it down. But otherwise, it just sort of came down to I was like, I don't know if I care. I'm like, <laughs> like this, like there's a lot of stuff that's really cool. But I was also like, I, I was also thinking in my head, like I've seen other things that have done this stuff kind of slightly better, which isn't totally fair because this is based off of a super old book that probably inspired all the things <laughs> I was thinking about. Yeah. But I was like, this is like Game of Thrones, but like no sex. And it's like Star Wars, but without the fun. And it's like, it's like all these things. It's like Lord of the Rings, but you know, you can't like recreate Lord of the Rings, even though, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it was all this stuff where I was just like, it's not even really fair. I don't even have like necessarily like fair balanced criticism to give here other than I was like, it didn't resonate with me entirely, but there was a lot of good stuff that I did like. Yeah. I mean, that's the expectation. That's what the expectations will bring too, though. Like, yeah, I mean, but Dune is Dune is also just like one of those things that has always been like I, I, every book reader of Dune's been like, yeah, the book's so good, like someone has to make mm -hmm. a good movie. I haven't read the book; I don't know anything about Dune. I haven't seen the first one either. So yeah, no, I this is my first Dune experience. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I, I I think I liked it a bit more than you, um, and mm -hmm. I I also went in not as hyped. Like I went into this like kind of worried, like all the reviews I've been seeing from friends or like friends telling me like, Oh, it's long. Like, Oh, it's a slog. Oh, you won't be able to follow yeah. it. Um, and I think that's the reason why I liked it more than I ended up thinking I was going to like it because their criticisms did not match up with mine. Like their criticism of it's hard to follow. I was like, it really wasn't that hard to follow. Maybe there were like some complicated moments, but like, I, f I didn't feel like I needed to know exactly like the politics of every moment to like understand yeah. what was happening anyways. So um, I, I don't, I, I personally don't agree with the, it was too hard to understand thing, but um, overall, like I, at first I was, at first it did seem like a bit too much, a bit too big in scale at the beginning of the movie. And then it just kind of mm -hmm. like grew on me. Like once like I was in the world, that's when I like kind of melted in and then like, just let it take me for a ride the rest of the way. And I, 
Um, yeah, it was enjoy- I just I I am a sucker for desert shit as well, so I really <laughs> like the sandworms a lot. Um, I just I really like the visuals a lot too, so I think that really yeah. that really brought me in. You gotta love the worms. That's yeah. why everyone's in there. They won't say it out loud, but yeah. everyone's here for the worms. Everyone's here um, for the worms. I, I'll say that like the plot situation was like I I don't think the plot was that hard to follow. Like I got it, what was going on. Um, and the politics were clear enough where I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. I would say, I think where people might get lost is that this movie used a lot of silly make em up words. <laughs> um, it uses a lot. And so a lot of those words do not get processed in your head. And so even though you understand like on a character or on a base level, what's going on every so often, they'll just be like, oh, we have to do this for the the boinky McGongong, and you're like, oh, wait, what? who is that? What is, I don't remember that one. Yeah, the house names were, like, hard to keep track of, especially at the beginning. That was the hardest part to keep up when they, like, when I yeah. didn't know the houses, and they just kept naming the houses and the planets, and I was like, okay, I don't know these yet. Yeah. Like, slow down. It, it, was, it was hard to keep up, and this movie is, like, spends so much time on exposition. I think the exposition is generally pretty interesting, but there are moments where you're like, now let's watch Timothy Chalamet watch a nature documentary about this planet we're on. <laughs> He's reading and a book. I was like, that's that's cool, I guess. Because <laughs> there's multiple scenes where he's sitting and like watching a nature documentary, which is not like the most elegant exposition. Uh, but it, it, I think, almost works in service of the movie because it really sort of plants you... F- in the world enough where you can understand it but yeah it's it's a whole lot and there's a lot of shit where they say like giving credit to something like star wars you know you watch star wars once and you know everything like it's just jedi you know what the force is like you just get that idea whereas they'll name they'll name like the sandworm with some wild sort of made up name and you're like i'll never remember that in a thousand years or like whatever his whatever their like alternate name for the chosen one is for him like i don't remember what that was and they said it multiple times in the movie and every time they said it i was like i have no idea what you're talking Uh, about at this point i i I never to be honest when i watch star wars i like i don't want i don't like these other language name things just call it what it is all right just call it chosen one i don't care it's it's so points. much more accessible for an audience for yeah. i feel like book readers who really want to get in it like that that's cool stuff but like in a movie or or anything a tv show whatever it, i feel like you might just have to use the more common terms or even something like lord of the rings like you know what the one ring is it's the evil ring that he carries around yeah Trying to think um, of something like harry potter introduces a bunch of terms but it's like he's also learning the terms i feel like because he's the, he yeah. didn't he just found out he was a wizard, so maybe that's like a better way to do it. Timothy Chalamet like kind of knows these words already. He's not yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's sort of a it's sort of a smaller thing because ultimately I did get it, but it was it did have its moments where you're like, this is some nerd shit, and I, it's not <laughs> connecting to my brain. I, yeah, I got up in the middle and I was like, you guys are all fucking nerds, and you're I left. Fucking nerds. <laughs> If any one of you understands this movie, you're a goddamn nerd. I'm leaving. You're a goddamn nerd. <laughs> I mean, the person next to me left left the movie before it even started, halfway through the trailers. Got oh, wow. up, never came back. I was like, wow, do I smell like shit or something? Like, what the hell? <laughs> this guy just Dude, left. <laughs> he thought he was going in to see Free Guy, and then someone warned him it was Dune. And yeah. he was like, I can't be in this fucking nerd <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say, oh, yeah. One other thing, one other reason why I was like, not like, I wasn't too hyped going to the theater, but then I also got a little less hype for Dune when the trailers were going on before and the trailer for Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza started Mm -hmm. in just a, like, you know me, I don't watch trailers. So I was on my phone and it just immediately attracted me. And like, I could not keep my eyes off it. And I was like, I gotta like, and I was just, but I just couldn't stop. Like this movie wow. is like for me, it's perfect for Paul me. Paul Thomas Anderson used the voice on you to make he, you watch his trailer. Yeah, it was like a Dune moment. <laughs> he used the freaking <laughs> voice on me, 
And now, yeah. I, and then I got very excited for that movie. I was like, well, I got to catch up on my Paul Thomas Anderson movies. So I'm just sitting mm-hmm. like through the beginning of Dune, just like, all right, which Paul, which PTA movies have I not seen? I got to catch up on them before, <laughs> before licorice pizza. That I, I did get to see the Batman trailer on a, a theater screen finally. And that was very exciting for me. Yeah. I also watched that trailer. I did not, I don't care yeah. about not spoiling that. Looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> it does look extremely good. I'm I'm there opening night. No one can stop me. I'm going to be an animal. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you should get kicked they're gonna out. They're going to have to They're going to have to eject theater. me from the theater cuz I'm going to be a fucking animal. <laughs> He's just going and comes out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be screaming yes the whole movie <laughs> yes, for everything that happens. Yeah. Batman dies at the end you're like that was sick. Let's go. Let's fucking go, boys. <laughs> Let's get it. That man died. Let's go. That never happens. Yeah. I'm going to. Every time Batman comes on the screen, I'm going to point at the screen and say, that's Batman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's Batman. That's the, Dude, that's, that's the Riddler. Oh, my God. Dude, that's Batman. Um, <laughs> that's a bad anyway, signal. I, oh, my God. That's it. <laughs> I guess we can go into spoiler town for uh for dune spoil it let's do it i would still recommend i would say before we do that i would still recommend dune it's a great theater experience um but yeah overall i'd i'd say like don't go in expecting like at least for me blade runner 2049 levels of like cool shit yeah i was not i if i had to rank my denis movies it would probably be in the bottom the lower half for me yeah arrivals still my my favorite for sure yeah i think blade runner is my favorite but arrivals probably second but i want to start off when now that we're in spoiler zone i want to say imagine losing a fight to timothy chalamet that was embarrassing at the end i that's so embarrassing i personally couldn't i was shocked i thought he was not only did he lose he got destroyed like he got fucking wrecked by timothy chalamet yeah he got absolutely i mean my god like i thought i was like okay this is like probably one of the final fights of the movie like they'll probably make it close mm-hmm. also they kind of like there's like a he has like a vision of himself dying so i was like okay he's gonna die because like, which would be pretty pretty wild <laughs> okay so this is his fuck. dune part one because i was like okay he's gonna die and they're gonna like use it as some way to like bring him back to life and he's like jesus or some shit Oh, okay, um, yeah. But, yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> I, 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 they really subverted my expectations by just making the fight not close at all in Timothy yeah. Chalamet's favor. It's just so funny because they make a comment about how he's, like, the skinniest little man on the planet. <laughs> and then he finally gets into, like, hand-to-hand combat, life or death, and he just wrecks this dude. Yeah. And everyone's, um, everyone through the whole movie is calling him, like, a boy. They're like, he's just a boy. And he, yeah. like, looks kind of old to me. Like, I don't think he looks that much like a boy to me. <laughs> he kind of looks like a boy. I Timothy's guess. kind of a boy. I guess. I, I actually didn't go into that scene thinking that was going to be, like, the last thing in the movie. Maybe I did a little bit. But the mom, like, kicks the one dude's ass. And you're like, okay, we got that. And then another dude in the back was like, um, but another fight also, please. Yeah, that was weird. Like, that was the weirdest part of that. It was, like, they all, like, made up. They are like, all right, let's go. And then he's like, yeah. no. No. <laughs> We're fine. The movie's ending here, and Timothy hasn't done any cool kicks or punches yet. <laughs> so we have to we have to get that in, or else the first one will be boring. All right? Yeah, the first one's really just going to be lacking if this kid doesn't do something. <laughs> I mean, which is fair. Like, I mean, yeah. even, even you didn't think they made him likable enough you gotta have him do something cool yeah i mean him winning that fight i don't think made him much more likable <laughs> i mean it made it more believable that maybe he he is for sure the chosen one at this point yeah for sure i mean it was it also like helped i think establish because the whole movie is he's having these wild visions mm-hmm. and obviously you have no idea like what they mean or or what's going on with them because it's dune part one mm-hmm. so any answers you really want aren't going to come until part two. So it was nice to finally get a moment where he has a vision and it's just wrong. Like he's able to go on a different path and disprove the vision. So at least that cleared it up. It's like, okay, these visions aren't set in stone. They're just like a thing that could happen. Yeah. Cause all the ones before were like coming true, all of them. So it was like, 
I don't know. That was nice to like get that moment because it was like, okay, are they just going to continue spoiling the movie throughout mm-hmm. <laughs> with his visions, basically? Um, yeah. But no, they finally went off the path. That's literally the last thing that happens. <laughs> I'll also say what really got me was as the movie was ending and Zendaya turns around and she goes, it's only the beginning. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> get out of here. God damn it. Dune part two. Out of three, yeah. it's gonna be the next movie. They're gonna be. Like, Do you think there's gonna be a no, part three? Probably. I thought it was. Yeah, I have no clue just two parts. anything about the book. Yeah, but no. I, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure the plan was two part. I'll give you the marketing was did not make it clear. I think a lot of people are gonna go into this and be like, "What the fuck? 100%. That was half a movie." I mean, at, um, at least at least they gave us at the beginning Dune Part yeah. One. <laughs> that's that's you know that's the courtesy. You know, Warner us. Brothers was like, no one's gonna see this shit if we say it's Part One. Like, <laughs> just call it Dune, and all the billboards and all the trailers, just call it Dune. Yeah, we'll get once they're in, once they bought the ticket, then we could break it to them. I mean, that's smart. Like, no one's like, oh, I don't want to make the investment like <laughs> into the Dune series right now. I'll just wait till yeah. they're all out on streaming or something. Right. I get I well good for them, not so great for <laughs> the innocent people who will be fooled by Dune. And now have to see Dune part two if you saw Dune. I know. Or else the Dune will get you. The sand I was gonna say monsters. it was it was interesting how at the end of the movie Dinui actually came into my theater and made me sign a contract <laughs> you have saying I would so. see Dune Part Two or else or the, the sand dunes will get, get you. Yeah, yeah. And he'll pour. That's exactly what the contract said. <laughs> and pour, he'll go to your apartment, pour sand in there. You won't be able to move. <laughs> his bed will be full of sand. <laughs> You'll wake up and be Dune. That's doomed. what he does. You wake up and he goes, "You've been Dune," and he runs out of the room. <laughs> You've been Dune. You haven't seen Dune Part two <laughs> very good marketing for the second one very yeah, good marketing. that's i'll give it to them i did like that that was very interactive oh yeah for sure uh how does this movie start off that was like years ago right for me yeah a few years ago this movie started and they talk about how spice works and how it's really great and it makes you trip balls but it also powers all of our spaceships that's pretty wild considering like have we tried like cocaine or lsd powered spaceships yet yeah we got it i feel like maybe maybe we should have learned something from dune yeah. we don't know until we try is what i'm saying yeah, the, the author of dune had he knows something uh nasa doesn't that's all yeah I know. <laughs> let's let's just say frank herbert's been on to something for a while yeah. and they've all been laughing at him <laughs> he just stumbled into nasa high on mushrooms yeah tripping balls like it's it's rocket ship fuel (laughs) everyone listen to me you're gonna blast off into another galaxy (laughs) i just took the mushrooms and told me i'm hearing the voices they're telling me it is a rocket ship fuel and god is telling me right now the security guard comes up to him and he's like sit down and they're like i don't know what this guy's doing he's like oh i'm not trained enough in the voice (laughs) i'm not trained enough in the voice (laughs) <laughs> the dude um, author is just an idiot he's just an insane man <laughs> trying to convince people that this is the future wrote this on mushrooms everyone loved it though everyone ate yeah. this shit up um but anyway so the dave patista people the harkonnen they own the the dune planet and then they all just kind of leave and then the emperor's like hey oscar isaac and Timothy Chalamet, do you want to run the Dune planet and make all the drugs? And they were like, yeah. And then the Emperor was like, psych. <laughs> Actually, I, I hate you. And I know that you guys are just going to fight and kill each other. God, I can't, believe, um, I can't believe Oscar Isaac fell for this stupid trap. I know. What a fo- I, All because he wanted desert power? What does that even mean? <laughs> Harness the power of the desert? Come on. Yeah. I mean, I like, okay, so you have desert power. Do you just control Arrakis, like Dune Planet, or can you like pick a big sandworm up and bring it to another desert planet to fight battles? I feel like you gotta be able to ride that thing into battle at, at some point. Yeah. You know? I mean, at the end, they had the little guy, the people, the indigenous people to the planet were, uh, yeah. were riding worms, you know? They were looking sick. What I'm saying is that if they find another desert planet yeah. and Oscar Isaac's like, I got to go to war on this one. Can you bring a sandworm there? Is there a spaceship big enough to carry a sandworm to I another mean, planet? You just feed that shit a 
you feed that worm a bunch of spice and it'll blast itself there because it's i feel like worms oh that's right yeah (laughs) that's gonna be awesome in the second movie when zendaya like snorts a whole bunch of spice (laughs) and then blasts off (laughs) into space and timothy's like no my girlfriend she's gone she anamorphs into a spaceship and takes off she's a ship now i, I was oh the my girl. girlfriend done turned into a rocket ship and now she's blasted off to another planet shit shit I hate when this happens it always does yeah just life on, not again just life on the spice planet you know that's what happens yeah that's dune for you that's what he says <laughs> that's dune that's credits right there yeah credits the end <laughs> that's dune for you oh man um, dune too this is gonna be good Denny. i hope you haven't written it yet because we got ideas yeah and, and we know frank herbert never finished it so. <laughs> definitely did not i didn't read the book but i could tell you yeah um, but we should, uh, I, I do want to take a little time and talk about like sort of the aesthetic and the visuals of the universe. Cause that's obviously what everyone's talking about. Uh, it's huge and it's really cool looking. Oh, yeah. You can see sort of the parallels to like Blade Runner 2049. I feel like there's a lot of like visual Definitely. similarities between those movies, but, um, this one still felt really unique. I love the way all the big spaceships looked and just how like massive they all were. I was super into the bagpipes. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad bagpipes made it to space. Like, that's pretty cool. (laughs) After all those years. Yeah, I agree. I was like, does this mean they're like this? This these people are like Scottish or what? I mean, they call them humans multiple times, so I assume they're all from Earth. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Like, so their their home world is Earth, but they've since moved on to their own planet that is basically Scotland because it's raining and wet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just like a very aesthetically pleasing movie. Um, and I, I'll tell you what, I loved when the Baron, the big dude did his first time where he floats in the air i like audibly oh, gasped yeah because i was just like sick. oh my god you didn't think this dude could even stand when you first saw him yeah yeah and now and now he's flying yeah it was cool seeing like the baron grow like 10 inches and shit like i was he, he just full <laughs> of surprises you know yeah he's a spooky guy uh, um but yeah what what else happens in this movie uh not much you know yeah it's like so much and also not much because they spend so much time just establishing the world mm-hmm. like you know there's the scene where they save the people off of the the spice crawler oh, and that's yeah. like a neat tense scene i like that scene that was a good scene yeah um that was like you the know, scene. i feel like that was the, the scene where i got into it that was the one where i was like yeah okay, yeah like i'm into this world now i think the scene that made me be like okay this is pretty cool was when they were being flown out into the desert to be eaten and the mom just uses the voice on those dudes to like make them do all this shit and i was like okay this is pretty sick yeah um and the mom can hold her own which is really cool oh yeah uh so yeah that whole scene i was like this is like a clever fun use of that power that they set up yeah um so yeah, like there were there were multiple action scenes. There was one where he like goes into the sandstorm and he just turns off the helicopter. Where I'm like, I don't know if this was entirely <laughs> necessary. Like he just spins around and falls for a while. Yeah, I mean that's that's what his vision said to do. You know, maybe you got to listen to to yeah. your visions sometimes. <laughs> he did. He did trust in the force. Like that literally was all that scene was. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I just turned um, it off and then he just decided to turn it on. He's like, okay, okay, now's the time to turn it on. Yeah. yeah there's like bits of like really cool shit among what was a lot of action that i was either like really invested in or not invested in yeah yeah i felt like the war the big war happened out of nowhere but i guess it was kind of supposed to yeah um and people die like oscar isaac dies out of nowhere i'm like oh he's he's mm. dying that's sad i like him yeah it's it's very game of thronesy and that yeah. anyone can just sort of eat it yeah um i'll say about that war sequence was it was one of those things where like part of me felt like maybe that should have been the end of this movie yeah um because it felt like kind of an ending scene but also it was a weird sequence where i was like 
this is really cool and I'm into it. And then also some parts where I'm like, oh, but also I don't care. Like they're all running around the airfield and they're the giant guns shooting. And like, that's really cool. But then there's also the scene where it's like 10 dudes fighting on a staircase. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I like, I get they're all fighting. I don't know if I need to see the 10 dudes fighting on a staircase. <laughs> you gotta see it. I mean, I guess yeah. it's, it's to, it's so Jason Momoa's character, like, cause he survives, right? Well, first but isn't he out in the in the big fight, or is that Josh Brolin? Um, Josh Brolin goes out in some fight and dies, right? Pretty quick. Does he die? I don't know if he dies, I but remember. I think it's assumed that he does die because everyone is like murdered at this point. Oh, okay. But I guess he could be alive. I don't think there was a like shot of his gravestone or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> uh, but no, I like the only per- like I feel like they emphasized. Jason Momoa's character because he was the one that was that survived that at least and then eventually dies later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they kill they kill a lot of characters. Um, mm-hmm. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I was gonna say another weird thing about this movie is like I don't. What is? Do you know? Am I just wrong or stupid? Like, I don't know what the goal of the next movie is gonna be exactly. Like, I feel like usually like. With these part one, yeah. part twos, with part two, like you have the Avengers, like part one, part two, where like I know what they're going to try to do in part two. I need to get everyone mm-hmm. back and kill Thanos. I know what they need to do at the at in Deathly Hollows part two in Harry Potter. Like he's got to kill Voldemort. Like I don't yeah. know exactly what Timothy Chalamet has to do here, I guess. That is a that is a good point. I think it's just like maybe the nature of where it ended because like. I think the whole deal is that he's just going to, like, befriend the Dune people and kick the Emperor's ass, maybe, or kick the Baron's ass. I, I think the whole point is they're going to make friends with, with the Sandworm riding people, and then they're he's going to stand up for himself or something. <laughs> I, like I don't know. It's, it's literally just, like, there's there's some dudes who are being mean to his family and they destroyed most of his shit so i guess now he's just going to destroy them back yeah that's my guess yeah and i guess he he wants to rebuild like um his um house i guess because every right like, yeah. everyone got mass murdered basically so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, that could be it's the goal. true there isn't like a super clear goal because he looks over and sees the sandworm riding person and he's like desert power so I don't know. And then Zendaya says it's only the beginning, which is like it's been two and a half hours in day. It's not. <laughs> Zendaya, this is not the beginning, right? The, yeah. the next movie is also be another seven hours. another marketing situation where Zendaya is literally on every piece of marketing and is in one scene of this movie. Yeah, I mean she's in the visions. All right, does that count? <laughs> I guess, but like she doesn't do anything in she them. Kisses Timmy. She does kiss Timmy, which might not happen now, yeah. which must be a bummer for Do you think when he killed that dude, he was like, shit, my visions aren't accurate. There's a chance I won't kiss this hot girl. Damn it. Now I'm going to actually have Damn to try. It. I thought I was just going to fall into my lap, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else was I? Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, the. So. Oscar Isaac like poisons everyone in that room, right? Or something. Mm-hmm. So how's the Baron not dead? I don't understand. So they just bring him back to life and just slimy he, gloop. He like, I guess flies up into the air uh, where I guess not as much gas got. So that was him. And so on I, the wall. yeah, I he like this. barely, he barely survived because he was able to fly when no one else was. Uh, and so they just put him in the goopy slime to make him feel better, I guess. <laughs> this goopy slime makes me feel better. Oh, bring bring my finest black goo. Oh, my God. You know who this reminds me of? This gloop now? It reminds me of that guy from, like, the rap that Dunky had a video on and it was, like, in a Kanye song. Like gl- gloop gloop glab glab or something. <laughs> oh, from like Parappa the Rappa, yeah, yeah, that like poop de scoop de whoop or whatever. He, I, I, he looks just like this dude. I swear. Hey John, can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's up? Uh, could you just could you just uh put your hand in this box real quick? Yeah, yeah. Let me just slide it in there. Okay. Yeah. Now stay very still, John. Okay. Because do you know what's in that box? What? It's Critics Corner. Oh my. 
God. And if you don't, if you take your, if you don't get through this whole critics corner and take the hand, you get what I'm saying. I'll murder you with the Gom Jabbar. <laughs> oh no! The Gom Jabbar is here, and it's gonna get you oh. if you don't let me do this okay, whole critics corner. Yeah, go ahead. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. That's a good prank. That movie taught me a good prank. <laughs> good prank. Kill your friend. Yeah. Which is, you know, make them put their hand in a box. <laughs> Blackmail your friend with death. That's what yeah. I like to do. Oh, yeah. I got a nice spicy critic's corner. Uh, see what I did there? Um, this one really hurts your brain. Okay. I'll say yeah. I sent you some ones earlier, which I'll briefly mention, but this one really, I can't wait for this really one. takes you on a trip and, and makes you think. Oh, yeah. Let me hear it. So this one comes from Metacritic. It's, I'll give you this, it's three stars. It's not one or zero, which is better than usual. <laughs> yeah. Three out of 10. It comes from Red Motor 4 on Metacritic, <clears throat> who says, where to start? Feels like one long commercial for the book. The acting, parentheses, these days, is wooden, over the top, and boring. Which is kind of, c- wooden and over the top are like wooden, two different things. The, okay, um, yeah, those are the exact opposites. <laughs> Yeah, how can it be over the top and boring? But um, <laughs> said cast choices are odd, including including putting Momoa in there. Acts like he just walked from the surf on a California beach. Okay. Uh, the music isn't great compared to David Lynch's movie score. Some of the concept designs are great, but some look silly. The dragonfly ships. I also fail to see how it's better than the David Lynch movie. That movie had good acting, suspense, and above all, it was filmed, filmed on 35-millimeter film. <laughs> you know. Automatically better, of course. Automatically a better movie if it's on 35 mil, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is what a movie is. Wow. The CGI, while great in some parts, looks cheap in other parts of the movie. Worth a rental, but real fans of the book should dismiss it. Uh, this is another example of a modern movie making a mess. Now, John, you know where this one's going. You know how this one ends. Oh. All all Metacritic reviews have to have to get this in. The film industry has nowhere to go, and they've let political correctness and too much technology take over. Uh, why does every single one end with that exact same <laughs> sentence? <laughs> every if you're reviewing a movie on Metacritic, you gotta make a jab at political correctness. Where was there political correctness in this I movie? I have no idea. <laughs> what is I have no about? idea. Oh, and why is this? Why? How is this an advertisement for the book? What? How? It's. <laughs> It's so bonkers because I read that. That's the first sentence. He said, this feels like an advertisement for the book. And then he goes on to talk about how he's already seen the David Lynch version. And he's and how read it's the better. book. He's also read the book. Yeah. <laughs> so are those, is that not an advertisement for the book? Why is this one? Uh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Why would they make a movie that costs this much money just as an ad for the book? They're like, God, well, I just want to sell more books. <laughs> we should make a movie. That's like literally any movie based on a book is like it's going to sell more of the books because people are just going to be more interested in it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand like how it's a critique at all. <laughs> like that means it's yeah. good, right? That means like, oh, I want to read the book because this movie was good. Yeah, because I'm into it. it. It's just if the like, movie was bad. I, I wouldn't want to read the book. He watched that movie, and I was like, oh man, Hollywood's selling out. And then sits down and watch the David Lynch one, <laughs> and he's like, 35 millimeter. No ad would be filmed on 35 millimeter. No, no Jason Momoa in this one. He's not no surfing. Yeah. this man clearly doesn't know how to surf why does he look like he's about to surf i mean maybe he just like saw the sand in the movie was like oh it's like a beach he saw aquaman (laughs) and just like cannot distinguish can't separate characters in my mind ever also a really good cast this was a really good cast yeah i would give that i think I honestly think the weakest of the cast was Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, to opinion. be honest, it was. And probably um, probably will be Zendaya in the next movie. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The two main characters like, are not good. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll just have to see. Because like, I think everyone else was, was super strong in this movie, which makes sense. Like, everyone's a great actor. Um, but that was just... That one really... That one really twisted my brain. Just like the leaps in logic this man had to go through to like say what he wanted to say yeah 
Um, I, I'll also mention a review that I sent to you earlier. I didn't want to read this one on the show because I feel like it gets into some murky territory. <laughs> um, but one guy did a whole review and gave it one star because he was like, most Dune fans are fat dudes and the bad guy in this movie is a fat dude. <laughs> and so it's going to make all the, the fat dudes who watch this movie sad because they're like, why isn't the fat dude the main good guy? What the fuck? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Such a weird it's, review. For a movie. Just like, because like, you know, this dude's probably overweight and he goes to see the movie. Yeah. And he sees the Baron and he's just like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I look, that's the character I look most like and I don't like that. <laughs> I, or you know what? It's probably like the actor who played the Baron. Uh, like, wasn't that he Sk- goes was it Scars? Was it Scarsgard that played him? Isn't Scarsgard kind of a skinny guy? Yeah, he's very skinny. Oh yeah, so maybe he didn't know. Maybe they did that in CG, <laughs> and so he went in. And he was like, "What the fuck? I look so hot in that scene. <laughs> I worked out for." For three months to get ripped for that scene. They made me look awful. I'm going back to Mamma Mia. That's the only movie I'll do ever. <laughs> I'm doing Mamma 3. I'll tell you what. That's all. I'm going to look so hot in that movie. S- Fuck you, Screw Denny. Screw Dune Part 2. I'm leaving. Unless it's a musical. Where I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring the music of ABBA. That's the only way I'll do it. ABBA, new album. Next month. Pretty sick. Oh, fuck yeah. Also, you can take your hand out of the box. Charlie. Oh, yeah. I've I've put the Gamjabar away. Sweet, thank God. I, if Doom yeah. Part Two is a musical, I'm all in. <laughs> That'd be sick. I think everyone's in. That would be. <laughs> Could you imagine Hans Zimmer writing music for a musical? <laughs> that would be so weird. Because <laughs> the score of this movie was pretty good. Yeah. Like it, it sounds like a lot most Hans Zimmer scores these days. But like, you know, it, it, being in a theater, like your your like chest is shaking and and the whole like it it really sells the scope. But the idea of a musical where all of the music is just like, you can't even hear the singing. You can't hear the singing. It's just like loud. You just faintly hear them singing. It's just deafening bagpipe music. (laughs) And someone's in the foreground and their mouth is moving, but you can't hear anything. (laughs) Which is really good sound mixing, Hans. I love it. Oh, yeah. That would be Christopher Nolan sound mixing if he ever sure, did a musical. Sure. <laughs> Nolan's got to do a musical next. Yeah. Please. Nolan's going to do a musical where the music overpowers everything everyone's saying, and they're all wearing like masks over their face. So, so you can't even <laughs> so see you their mouths. You don't even know they're singing. You're like, yeah. I can kind of hear someone singing. Are they singing? <laughs> What's going on? And then you find out that like they're all singing in reverse. <laughs> and in order to like hear what they're saying, you have to play the movie in reverse. And it turns out the main character was from singing in the rain the whole time. And that's gonna yeah. be a big twist. I like it. And and Christopher Nolan's furious that no one wants to see it in the theater. <laughs> theater only. He's like he, yeah. he requests on the streaming versions that there's like big like watermark that says go see in theater. Yeah, yeah. If you go and see the theaters, you do have, like, you will sustain hearing damage. That's the, like, part of it. <laughs> he just wants to make us all deaf. He's, like, kind of sick yeah. of us. It, you won't get the whole point of the movie if it doesn't hurt to watch. <laughs> That's the point of it. Movies were meant to hurt and physically yeah. hurt, not, like, emotionally, all right? <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else we're missing about Dune? Uh, I think I got all my things out there yeah yeah as far as i'm concerned honestly just i i I, i'm into the world now so uh, the second one better be good denis better better be satisfying yeah i mean i think technically the green the second one uh technically the second one isn't like greenlit yet it sounds like it's probably gonna happen like almost certainly but uh it is really funny if they release this and then not enough people saw it so warner brothers is like meh yeah it'll just be doom part one forever <laughs> yeah that would be funny yeah i don't know i'm not like the biggest fan of part one part two movies so yeah me neither but that's what that's what makes the cash now so. yeah unfortunately i mean it sucks like i will if the second one sucks i'm gonna like have to put the rating of this one down i feel like that's what usually happens yeah i'm like well, I don't know. It depends, I guess. Because usually with part one, part two movies, I'm like, well, this is just one movie, but you just split it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think there's like conceptually enough cool stuff in it for me to be into a part two. Like, yeah. 
I, I want to see more of the voice stuff. Like I, I like, I want to see more cool spaceships and whatnot. Um, but I like I I will sit in that seat and I'll say I'm not here for Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I'll take everyone else. Well, if you like voice stuff so much, you should watch The Voice on NBC. That is the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same exact. Thing. That's actually a promo they're gonna do for part two. Is Timothy <laughs> Chalamet is gonna come out, and he's just going to be like, "Vote for me," and then everyone hits the button. <laughs> That's the beginning of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, am I watching an ad for The Voice right now? And then it yeah. starts like that. And you're like, <laughs> and then it's like a thousand years before or so yeah a thousand years in the past a thousand years before it's like his great 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 grandfather who just happens to look like him in one the voice yeah and that's why they call it the voice yeah. it's not because it's just like a weird like way of speaking he's like this is we got to get the voice origin in here this is how it all started this is you know yeah. this is how the book started as well you know so so frank herbert did it you know we got to do it that way gotta do it Man, good to be back, baby. Good. Uh, I know. Good, good return episode. We got. I mean, we got a Halloween movie lined up for next week. Yeah, I will. We're gonna do our best to put it out on Halloween. What day is um, Halloween? <laughs> Halloween is a Sunday, okay. and I'm gonna be busy all day Saturday. This is stuff we'll do off air. Um, <laughs> but Halloween episode is coming. We it will at the very least be streamed before Halloween or on Halloween. Oh yeah. Um. And yeah, it's going to be Last Night in Soho, which is a movie I think we're both very excited about. Yes, I am. Edgar Wright. I wish Edgar Wright had had done Dune. That yeah, would have been a different. That would have been a very fun fun version of Dune. Go go check out that Sweet Sand movie. Denny really wants you to see it in a the theater. So go do that. Yeah, do it. And until next time, stay big, you beautiful people. <laughs>